Praise God. Uh, blessed evening, everyone. It's a very blessed evening. Please say blessed evening to someone on your right and on your left. Glory to God. Amen. I observe that uh, people don't feel shy when it comes to blasting in their dialect. We have a dialect. The Bible says, this sign shall distinguish them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. And then he says, they shall speak with new tongues. You like to just do some speaking with new tongues tonight. Right there where you are seated, let's speak in our dialect in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Get ourselves edified some more. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Membre histe de varde palo nan renige da hasto predivi endo bonde bembre kida varna mana. Zokledigi vindo bara doste dava doste gede gida bado bembre kida varda. Zondo nangredifi el toparne fino mangre listo prelia los tende keno nande. Zompra tote fidi kitu shata parna mana. Hemro noste vralo sopre le credifi el no mandrei. Zunglening balo soprodifi erda palonde venemonda. I believe we can add some volume to it. Let's make it a little louder as we speak in the Holy Ghost. Caparando soprodive, membrenive, 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 membreke de viste, paparando soprolina, helpa lorde fike tuste de de vide bobra kiste de venenga, sondo nangenengo bosta da barate veredike linga balo sombra. Ziklode de vihi suprati fiende borne mende vene moshte de bane. Hema non rediga vaste pepereni fier de palonande. Hel na manro lekre lida varne menko supradi vi enno mondei. Zokledi, 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 zokledi. Zolana manre kida barbate lorde fine mendro niga balo sopra. Sondo nondo veketsigi ne veninga balo sopra. Shiba rostonde lekra non rediga babra kida vire mendo bonanema. Sonde lando bondevana. Thank you, Lord. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father. Hallelujah. Blessed Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your wonderful presence in this place. We are not left comfortless. We are not orphans. We have the comforter. Thank you, precious Father, for the blessed Holy Spirit. Is the resident help in us everywhere we go. Thank you for we are not helpless. We are never, never alone. And we thank you for the move of the Spirit, even here tonight. Thank you for great and mighty things that you did in Port Harcourt, in Kaduna. And thank you, Father, because the closer to the end, the better. So we expect better things. And we praise and honor you. Thank you for all that needs to be said shall be said. And nothing that is not necessary in this meeting will even come to my mind as I speak. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God. I deeply appreciate the privilege I have um, extended me by the leadership of um, Rema Nigeria to bring God's word your way this evening. Please turn in your Bibles with me to John and chapter 14. John chapter 14, I'll read from verse 15, beginning. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive 
because it seared him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. Now, it's, um, it's interesting here that very much unlike Matthew 9, 36 to 38, where Jesus said, the field is white already unto harvest. Pray ye therefore. In other words, he gives the prayer responsibility to the disciple. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he may send laborers into his field. Very much unlike that, in this case he says, I will do the praying. In other words, the Holy Spirit's involvement with you and your involvement with the Holy Spirit is a product of God's willingness, God's eagerness. The move of the Spirit in the life of a believer is not what the believer must struggle for. It is what God wants for you far much more than you could ever want it for yourself. He said, I will pray the Father and he shall give. Now you see, when it's a giving, then what you do is a receiving. He didn't say, I will pray the Father and you shall produce. He said, I will pray the Father and he shall give. And there's something about the Holy Spirit, whether in the Old Testament Hebrew, Ruach, or in the New Testament Greek, Pneuma, the word translated spirit is also the word for wind. And there is no static wind anywhere. Wind is air in motion. If it is not in motion, if there is no moving, then it is not wind. You may not see the wind, but you see the effect of its motion. The very first introduction of the Holy Spirit in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, we are told, and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. So the very first time we meet him in Scripture, we find him moving. If it's the Holy Spirit, then there is a moving happening. If it's the Holy Spirit, then something is changing. Something is being impacted. Something is being affected positively. But you see, the, the characteristic motion that we see in the Holy Spirit is not just restricted to him. The new birth also turned you to one in motion, just like the Holy Ghost is in motion. In John chapter 3, verses 6, 7, and 8, it says, um, That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you, ye must be born again. Then in verse 8, he says, The wind blows wherever it listed. You cannot tell whence it cometh or whither it goeth. Then he says, so is everyone born of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is not just characteristically in motion, but when he effected your regeneration, when he executed your new birth, he positioned you for motion also. So there really shouldn't be a static believer. He says, this sign shall follow. If something must follow, he didn't say shall stay with them. He didn't say shall hang out with them. He says shall follow. If there's going to be a following, then the one being followed must be in motion also. So the new birth enlisted us into the move of the Spirit. It is not what we are struggling for. It is not what we've got to break a sweat for. It is what we receive. That's what we are born into. We are born into the move 
of the Spirit. Hallelujah. The scripture says, he that believes out of his belly, out of his innermost being, shall flow rivers of living water. If it is not moving, it is not a river, probably a dam. But if it's a river, then there is a flow, there is a moving. Glory to God. So about you is the move of the Spirit. That's what you are in. I'd like us to approach it that way. Number two, one strong emphasis that's been in my heart concerning the theme for this conference, move of the Spirit, is this. In Psalms chapter 63, verses 1 and 2, the psalmist, especially in verse 2, verses 2, 3, he said, I want to see your power and your glory like I have seen it in the sanctuary. I want to see your power and your glory like I have seen it in the sanctuary. Now, please forgive me. Something is going on in my mind. I'm wondering whether it is 10 minutes I have left. I'm wondering if this is correct. Okay, it's not. All right, sir. Thank you. <laughs> praise God. I said, praise God. He said, I want to see your glory and I want to see your power as I have seen it in the sanctuary. In other words, when he came together to the gathering of believers, maybe like we are here, you know, in a conference, he saw the manifestation of God's glory. He saw the, the demonstration of God's power. Then in his private life, he said, I don't want to wait till the next conference. I want to see in my life what I saw in the last conference. I don't know about you, but uh, what... I see in this conference of the glory and of the power of God. I want to see it every day of my life in my own life. I don't want to wait until another conference before I will see the Holy Ghost move. I want to see the Holy Ghost move every day. Whether I'm by my side or it's just two of us or it's just three of us or it's just my spouse and my children or it's just let's come together in the morning or before bedtime and let's just have some time in the world. I want to see the Holy Ghost move every day of my life. In 1 Chronicles chapter 13, 1 Chronicles 13 from verse 6 to 14, the scripture tells us that um, David went, he had a project, and the project was about transporting the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the presence of God in their day, transport it over to the place prepared for it. But while on that journey, because they wouldn't do it after the due order, men ought to bear the Ark on their shoulder, but David and his men, technology and civilization, um, made them feel wiser than God. So they, they made a cut, a new method to convey the, the ark. And the scripture says they got to a place and the ark made as though it was going to fall. A fellow by the name Uzzah put his hand there to help it. And um, you know the rest of the story. That was the last he saw this planet. And um, the Bible says David would not take the ark home to himself. The ark represented the power of God. It represented the presence of God and all that goes with his presence. And he wouldn't take it home to himself. Because of something that happened to somebody else, he wouldn't take the ark home to himself. He deposited the ark in the house of one fellow called Obed-Edom. Obed meaning servant. Obed-Edom, servant of Edom. And in three months, even in the palace, 
I hop there, rank wise, David heard the news of God's blessing in the house of Obed-Edom. I tell you something, I'm not planning on leaving the power and the glory of God in demonstration in this conference behind. I'm planning on taking it home to myself. It's going home with me. It's going home with me. And believe you me, it's a matter of time. You will hear the news that it went home with me. Is it going home with you? If it's going home with you, say it's going home with me. I'm taking this home with me. Now, why do I want to take it home with me? Let me uh, begin to attempt to round off. Now, note, I said I will begin to attempt to round off. Uh, there's, a, there's one of Paul's writing where he said finally a couple of times. All right, so let me, why do I want to take this home to myself? Why am I sounding this selfish? I just want to take this conference, the effect and the impact of the conference. I want to take it home to myself. Why? This is it. I believe that God wants to manifest in our lives every day. If you are not careful, you will attend a conference like this. It's possible to attend a conference like this and have your eye only on the big, big move of God. And we may not be conscious of his move in every little detail of our lives. Now look at this. In Genesis chapter 2, the scripture says the Lord took the man, the Lord God took the man that he had made and put him in the garden. And he charged the man. He said, dress it and keep it. But before that, we are told in Genesis 1.26, and the Lord God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. When it came to the making of man, God sounded inclusive, let us. But when it came to taking charge, rulership, governance of this planet, he said, let them have dominion. And that's huge. Dominion over the fowls of the air, the fish of the sea, over land, over cattle, over every creeping thing that moves upon the face of the earth. That's too huge. That's too big. That's somewhat ambiguous. I mean, it's, it's overwhelming. It could cause one's head to swim. Imagine governance of our nation alone. Now think of governance of the sphere, space, land, and sea. Amazing. But see how God put the governance, that mighty scope of governance, see how he put it in every little detail of life. He said, come here, boy. It's the whole world. It's the whole of space. It's the whole of the ocean, right? He said, yes. He said, but let me simplify it for you. Just dress this garden and keep it on daily basis. Life is in moments. You can't have a minute without the seconds. You can't have an hour without the minutes. So let's not have our eyes on when we gather and there is a great move and a mighty move. Let's begin to see how we can apply this move of the spirit to the tiny little everyday detail of our lives. Think about this. 
Now, this is, may sound like a digression, but there's a reason for it. Look at this. Look at this planet of ours. Who made the planet? Now, he made it for who? He made it for man, right? So who has he put in charge of the planet? So is it right then for me to gulp, is it guzzle now? Guzzle down one bottle of water and just look anywhere I like and drop the empty can there. Now, am I taking care of God's planet that way? Is it right for me to just mess up anywhere I find myself? Am I taking care of what God put in my charge, put entrusted to me that way? Now, in every little, things that don't even sound spiritual, the Holy Ghost wants to move there. Okay, let's quickly pick another example. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to 16, Matthew 5, 14 to 16, it says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill that cannot be hid. He said, for no man lights a candle and put it under a bushel. Then in verse 16, he says, let your light so shine. Help me tell somebody beside you, no useless details in the Bible. Help me tell another person, no useless details in the Bible. So please look at me. He says, let Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine. So, remove the two-letter word so, and you've distorted the import of that scripture. Let your light so shine. So there means, let your light shine like this. In other words, let your light shine, taken after this example. So, there must be a reference point. So, what's our reference point? That's verse 16. Backspace to verse 15. No man lights a candle and put it under a bushel. But the candle is placed on a lampstand that it may give light to them that are in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, I am meant to be the light of this massive world. How am I going to do that? He said, just give light to them that are in the house. I can bring giving light to the massive world down to giving light to my immediate environment. The Holy Ghost wants to move in every little detail of our lives. It's not only about the conference. The conference is the demonstration of the spirit and the power of God showing us this is how it should be in your place of work. This is how it should be in the marketplace. This is how it should be with you going out and coming in. You understand God's principle, we are children of God, if you are faithful in that which is least. So it takes from the least and then takes on to the much. It takes you from the little and then takes you to the big. Somebody said every big shot was a little shot that didn't stop shooting. Every big shot was a little shot that didn't stop shooting. Somebody said if you are too big for small jobs, then you are sure too small for big jobs. What am I saying? Every little thing about us, the move of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is holy wind. He moves, and you yourself, he says, like the wind, so is everyone, no discrimination, everyone that is born of the Spirit. You have something. My charge to you tonight, if you permit me to put it that way, is that don't despise where God has placed you. Shine the light. The house you are to illuminate might just be one person, might just be two, might just be three. 
but illuminate somebody in our daily transaction and interaction. Let's allow the move of the Spirit. It says, they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And you agree with me that God is love, right? So as many as are led by the Spirit of love, they are the sons of God. He says the love of God constraineth. In other words, the love of God regulates us. The love of God regulates us. You know, I was given every definition for almost everything as a small boy in school. Uh, this is the definition for this. This is the definition for that. But nobody gave me definition for life. I mean, what is life? The closest to it, biology. They said biology is the study of life. Yes, study of life, but what is that life I'm studying? But you know one way to know what a thing is, is by knowing what it is not. Jesus was teaching powerfully. It was finished strong conference that time. And in the heat of the teaching, somebody raises their hand. Jesus considers his point more important than what that person is, you know, may have on their mind. Continued, he raised the second hand. Jesus wouldn't listen, so he stood up. Now I'm using my imagination. And then Jesus had no choice but to give him attention. He said, now thank you for all the move of the spirit conference, but this is what I want. Help me talk to my brother to give me my portion of the inheritance. Jesus says to the guy, who has made me a judge or a divider over you? After saying that to the guy, he faces the congregation. And then he says, beware of covetousness. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses. So your life is not defined by your bank statement. Your life is not defined by what you have. Your life is not defined by what you do not have. So if a man's life does not consist of the abundance of the things that he has, then by what is life defined? Turn it around. Life is defined by what we give. So what is the definition for life? Life is giving and giving is living. Life is given. And what is given? Giving is not just offering. Money is a very small part of giving. Giving is anything you say, do, or refuse to say or do so that life will be better for somebody else. So that you put a smile on somebody's face. Everything about you is anointed. Every part of a lion is the lion. Every part of a king is royalty. Paul said, he who has established us together with you and has anointed us. He didn't say anoint only me. Anointed us in Christ. He said he's God. So you are anointed. You are a member of the body of Christ. The anointing of the Holy Ghost rests strongly upon you. You are in the move of the Spirit. And this is to follow us home. I believe this conference is an awakening. That wake up, see what should be happening in your life every day. See the joy in the presence of God. We are told, uh, I, I hear people say things like, welcome to the presence of God. I don't answer because I was never in his absence. And the Bible says in the presence of God is fullness of joy, not on ration, not a measure. So I shouldn't wait until the next conference to laugh. Laughter is the culture of them that sit on high. And he has quickened us together with him. He has raised us up together with him. He has made us sit together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Everybody Jesus met weeping. He stopped their weeping before he could do anything. Good things don't happen until you are happy. Am I communicating? So every day of my life I can laugh. 
I mean, I can look at my dear wife and ha, 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 and she ha, 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 back to me. And then our children can begin to leap in the Holy Ghost. And we have a Holy Ghost meeting at home. You don't have to wait until the next conference. It can happen at the breakfast table. It can happen at the dinner table. It can happen in your place of work. It can actually become the testimony in your office that every time you step in, the atmosphere lightens up. It can become your reputation. That everywhere you go and flash a smile, something is happening. Now let me pass a word of caution. The world around us is very much unlike the move of the Spirit. So if you are not careful, your environment can just swallow up these virtues. You may just find it yourself in a place where it is difficult for you to be nice and kind in small, small, little, little things. But you've got to be positively defiant. He hasn't called us to blend. He said, do not conform to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We've got to walk in the will of God. We've got to walk in the plans and the purposes of God. And sometimes it doesn't look huge. How would you tell me that it was the Holy Ghost that told you to leave a city-wide revival just because of one fellow in the desert place? But... Today, I'm not aware, apart from the likes of uh, uh, Duplessis, Mr. Pentecost, who I heard had the same experience. Okay, we also have Apostle Ayo Babalola of the CAC, who also had the same experience severally. But not too many people have boarded the Philip Airlines since. But by that obedience, in one small, just attending to one person, Living a city-wide revival that would have made him popular overnight and going to the desert just to attend to one person. Philip boarded that airline. He disappeared and reappeared in Azotus. The supernatural can be our experience on a daily basis if we we'll just let God move through us. He has no other legs but your legs. He's got no other hands but your hands. He's got no other face but your face. And we can just reach out to the world. Hallelujah. I'd like you to just make a commitment right now. I yield my heart and I open up to the move of the Spirit. Not only in this conference, but in every detail of my life. Everywhere I go, whatever I do, what, whatever I'm involved in, Spirit of the living God. Oh my, move in my life. I'm willing, I'm yielded, I'm consecrated to the move of the Spirit. I'm consecrated to the move of the Spirit. Make that commitment in the name of Jesus. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. If you don't mind, please rise on your feet with me, please. You know, he said to yield our members. I remember I heard the story of a man of God who was on a radio show. He was being interviewed on radio, and this was meant to be a secular radio station, but he kept hearing tongues in his spirit. I mean, radio show. Tongues kept rising in his spirit. He was suppressing and suppressing. At a point, he just let it out. Just like one or two lines of tongues, let the thing out and then relaxed continued with the interview. It was not until days after that uh, 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 um, somebody called into the radio station and told how their medical condition had defied all solution. And they were left to die. They were listening into that radio show 
and somebody there spoke their dialect in assuring them and instructing them what to do. They did it and rose from that deathbed. God wants to use you no matter where you find yourself. Don't look down on yourself. There are books inside people listening to me here right now. That's a move of the Spirit. There are poems inside people listening to me. There are songs that are yet to be sung inside individuals listening to me right now. It may look small. It may look big. God will never ask you to account for the five talents he didn't give you. If he gave you two, you are to give account for the two. But make sure you use the two very well. Imagine that fellow must have out of bitterness buried his one. Now, can you imagine he gave every other person, me, only one, and then he put the thing there. But you won't do that. You like to just lift both hands to heaven and bless him in the Holy Ghost as you open your heart up and yield yourself. The move of the Spirit is here. Bless him.